Friday Mike, Welcome to the panel, uh, panel family. It is Friday. Lovely to be with you. Wallace Chapman here, as always. Today on the show, victims of sexual assault will have greater legal protection with the law change that aims to give children and adults better support in the courts, helping to prevent litigation abuse. People dragged incessantly through the courts at great cost. We need to talk, talk about that right after four. The Race Relations Commissioner Ming Foon donated thousands of dollars to the Labour MP Kerry Allen in the run-up to the 2020 general election. Ex-David Seymour says Ming Foon needs to be fired. The Opportunities Party wants an anti-corruption commission. That on the show this afternoon. Several hundred staff could be laid off because of falling enrolments at Otago University. A tough blow for Dunedin if that happens. And you could be losing out if your employer pays your KiwiSaver contributions as part of your total wages. You'll want to know all about that. And I want to see change, says Broadcasting Minister Willie Jackson saying there are no sacred cows when it comes to change at TVNZ, even this show. Imagine ditching country calendar. It's not what's going to happen. But uh, I would like to imagine that, you know, Freeman. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well... What show would you like to see? Here is my idea. What about Auckland Calendar? Where New Zealanders discover the great things about Auckland. The Sky Tower, the Museum, Tor Bay. Would you watch that? Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. And you want to listen back to the panel? Easy. rnz.co.nz forward slash the panel. With me today, Leonie Freeman, Chief Executive of the Property Council. Kia ora, Leonie. Kia ora, Wallace. Great to be here. Good to have you here. And Simon Pound, startup brand partner at Previously Unavailable and host of the Business is Boring podcast. Simon, welcome. Kia ora. Nice to, nice to be on. Good to have you here. Now, uh, jumping into the Friday mailbag uh, today, and we talked about class sizes. That was uh, really the big topic. Uh, this actually, what one of the biggest, wasn't it? I think the announcement was Monday. Uh, we discussed that, and Dr. Kath Wiley said, an education expert uh, and uh, researcher said, actually, they do make a difference. There is a reason why private schools will advertise their class size, because Phil O'Reilly came on the panel. He said there's no evidence to say that there are smaller uh, class, uh, that, that smaller class sizes uh, do work. Kathy says they do. Alice wrote and says, in the 50s, we had 43 kids in our standard one and two combined class and 53 in our standard three and four class. We were angels because every day we had a 50-minute treat, music. We all knew maths and spelling as well as writing. If caught talking to the person sitting behind us, punishment was writing a story at home and reading it to class the next morning. No morning taught. If caught tickling, we had to stand outside the door and invariably the headmaster would walk past us with a promise to tell your parents. And we all managed to pass school certificates. So Alice recalls what she thinks of the golden days there. Round the panel on this, Simon, uh, class sizes for you? Yeah, well, so many classes are now in these modern learning environments. And so you have blended classes and a bunch of people there. So 
yeah, I'm not sure of how, how how practically it all rolls out by dropping classes by a number of one if you've kind of blended two together anyway. And there's pluses and minuses to it and that you have more teaching staff and more opportunities to collaborate and do interesting things. But um, they are big, big, busy environments too. Yeah, and do you find that in your experience the, these blended cl- classes have positives and negatives? Yeah, well, our kids do really well in them. Um and uh, I think having multiple teachers is a really positive thing okay. for lots of uh, lots of kids. But I'm not sure everyone has the same experiences. Leonie? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably concur with um, Simon's comments because I think it's difficult to measure a, a class size now because so many with these modern things, you've got um, huge big classes with, with multiple. hubs. Hub, yes, exactly, hubs. And, and like you said, it does work. I was just reflecting when we were talking about this that my uh, mum and dad uh, were uh, – teachers at Van Ash College in Christchurch, the school for the deaf, and the class sizes down there for the deaf were about six and obviously needed to be to be small. So um, that was certainly a long, long time ago, and yeah. there was certainly a lot of one-on-one focus. All oh, right. Okay. So um, not so hot on my idea of having, instead of country calendar, Auckland calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Not working no, quite so well. No wooden watch. I think it'd be gold. Imagine. You well, you could, you could be the star, Wallace. You know. Now you, you're talking. Yeah, there we you go. Um, no, I mean, what a great show this would be. The interesting thing, Adrian says, the interesting things about Auckland. It'll be a short run series of black humour. That's a no. Uh, says someone. Um, the best thing about Auckland is that it stays where it is and doesn't come anywhere near me. Uh, okay, so uh, Luke, what tepid response, shall we say, to my idea uh, <laughs> of uh, Auckland calendar. Um, Hamilton Gardens, Linda Hallinan was incensed, outraged, that Hamilton Gardens are going to charge out uh, out of towners. She said $20, not sure that'll be the price, but anyway, Claire and Tim says Hamilton Gardens gets heaps of tour buses which use the free toilets in mm. the gardens. Charge the buses, leave the gardens free for locals. Stacy from the Tron says, I live in Hamilton, happy for people to pay. Now I may be able to enjoy the garden with my family without thousands of people. We pay for them, we'll enjoy them. Thank you very much. I think that, um, you know, I, I think there's no problem looking at charging for the tourists by any stretch and um, because they do come in and use a facility. So I certainly support that. And somehow th- this stuff has, has to be paid for. All right, Simon. Yeah, they're just such a fantastic attraction. They are. And they're, they're done on such an amazing scale. And if charging people who aren't locals, who haven't paid for it, uh, as the Hamilton ratepayers have, mm. uh, means that they can keep delivering what they do and do more of it. Um, I think it's, I, I think it's fine. I mean, tw- twenty sounds like quite a lot, but it's more interesting than a trip to the movies. I reckon it's just such a great attraction. Mm. Okay, so um, go ahead, Hamilton, and uh, charge and. Some wonderful, great examples of customer service uh, came through because we talked about this on the bank of the bank satisfaction survey. And one thing they have, one thing smaller banks have, is that they treat their customers well. You know all about this, Simon. You're a business's boring podcaster. Anyway, here's a couple of um, uh, acknowledgements of great service. Wallace, massive shout out to all the caring call center team at Meridian. It was very tough and stressful for a couple of COVID years. I would ring in and let them know I was struggling and would be delayed by a week or so in paying my bill. Was never a problem. Always empathetic and understanding. They never charged late fees. 
I always made sure I'm on time paying now. Thank you, Meridian, for a grateful customer. Mm. The, I'll tell you what, due. The, the, yes, absolutely, because the Meridian culture is something to be um, – is, is quite phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and um, Roz says, I broke down in my camper van with a shredded tyre back on Saturday night at 8pm between Levin and Foxton. It was my last night on the road at the end of a 3,000-kilometre road trip. I called the AA as I had motorhome cover. They treated me as an emergency as I was a woman travelling on my own. The AA man was there in a few minutes, and as neither of us had all the right tools, he rang around some tyre companies. They were fantastic. Mm. And Isla in Dunedin says, Wallace and the panel, you and panel guests, guests give excellent customer service daily. As I drive <laughs> home from work, there's always something new to think and laugh about. Today was especially entertaining with the King's quiche choice. Panel member Alan McElroy had me laughing all the way home when he said if he was king, he would serve Cockavan. <laughs> Not quiche. So, Ida, thank you uh, for that. Very good. Yeah, that's right. good. And this, this may be recorded for training purposes. Yeah, absolutely. And go the AA. They <laughs> are the great. AA. All right. Time for I've Been Thinking. Leonie Freeman, take it away. Thanks, Wallace. Well, on Tuesday, it's Anzac Day, so this is something as uh, I've done some family research over the last um, few years, and one of the stories I did was about my grandfather on my father's side who fought in World War One, got injured, fortunately survived and came home, otherwise I wouldn't be here, but also my great-uncle on my mother's side who was killed four days before his 21st birthday in 1916. And I'm not sure where pe- people are aware, but um, for all the families uh, where they had somebody who was killed in World well, one, they were sent a memorial plaque and scroll. And um, and I thought I'd read it um, because I think it's, it sort of encapsulates better than anything I can say. Please. So this is what these scrolls say. He whom the scroll commemorates was numbered amongst those who at the call of king and country left all that was dear to them, endured hardness, faced danger, and finally passed out of the sight of men by the path of duty and self-sacrifice giving up their own lives that others might live in freedom. Let those who come after see to it that his name be not forgotten. And to me, that's what Anzac Day is all about, so we don't forget. So that's what I've been thinking. Very, very good, Leonie, uh, for that. Watching um, Peter Jackson's resurrection of that uh, old footage. Oh, that was amazing, wasn't it? It's, it just... Blew me away. Yeah. Um, and why Why was it? Um, not only just to see everything in colour, but to see the faces of those not men. Yeah. They weren't men. Boys. They were boys. 16, 17 years old. Yep. And I was thinking of my little junior going away to war and giving, a, giving him a hug mm. before he goes on the plane or the boat. Yes. Well, I've got a nephew. Uh, he's called Alexander. He's 19. And... Um, my great uncle, who was killed, was also called Alexander, and he was killed um, at, at twenty. And you just think, oh my gosh, the, the you know, it's so young. They went away. Very good. All right, uh, Simon Pound. I've been thinking. Yeah, and on quite a different tack today has seen <laughs> uh, the blue ticks be removed from Twitter that were given to people who were seen as verified as being notable. And it was something that was given to a lot of um, public figures and um, 
when Elon Musk came in and took over Twitter, he decided he wanted to uh, get rid of the system um, out of some kind of political statement about him thinking there were too many left voices or something. Uh, and the first time they tried it, it caused all kinds of disaster yeah. as you know, a very useful part of verification is you know that it's actually the person or the company. And so a lot of um, impersonation, a lot of difficulty arose. And this time, uh, they've gone through and, and it's happened. And I think we're going to see waves and waves of trouble. I had, a blue, I, had a, I had a blue tick. I don't, I don't check Twitter that often. Uh, do you have it up? Do I still have my blue tick? <laughs> I, it, it'll, it'll be gone unless you're paying. And the remarkable wow. thing is... So now you've got to pay. Like, well, yeah, and he's and 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 um, Caitlin Moran, the, the the great writer out of the UK, she had a really great column on this that I thought hit the nail on the head, saying that it's such a wild situation because he's asked all these people to pay what works out to about a hundred US dollars a year to maintain a blue chip tick, but the kind of people they were given to were the kind of people that you couldn't pay to write for your site. Uh, so just an had, update, you know, Simon. The, I don't have a blue tick. No, it's gone. Well, that's that's now the biggest badge of honour that you're not paying to um, to help uh, you know keep the system going. But I mean, you could never get the kind of people they had to write for you, you know, and, and people like William Shatner and Stephen King and LeBron James, who you, you know Elon's been having like little fights with about this. You couldn't pay them enough, and he's going to lose their engagement that right. keeps his platform going. I'll have to start paying. I might start. I might give a blue tick back. Um, a crash on State Highway One and blocking the left southbound lane adjacent to. Dominion Road on-ramp. Please pass with care and expect delays. Lot to discuss on the panel. Friday afternoon Power Ballad Friday with Leonie Freeman and Simon Powell. Stay with us till 5pm.